All right, welcome everybody to our first episode of our podcast, Can We Kick It? I'm your host, Mike Corio, along with uh, my friend here. Chuck German. And uh, we wanted to start this podcast and just wanted to talk about more things like uh, TV shows that we watch and movies and, you know, sports, anything, you know, that we, we like to talk about with each other, we wanted to talk about with everybody else on a podcast. Yeah, and I think um, for us, we both watch way too much TV. Yeah. I think we uh, listen to way too many TV podcasts, so I think we're... We consider ourselves experts in the field, which we're not, but we'll pretend we are as we're talking and, uh, you know, hope we can bring uh, some laughs and uh, some insights into some of the shows that we're watching Um, and some of the ones that you may not know about that we're looking forward to seeing. So I think, uh, Mike, how you been, man? Man, I've been doing pretty good, you know, just... Work's been tough, but I mean, who who isn't going through it right now with COVID and everything like that? But there's plenty on TV to watch, and I got a lot of notes that I've been taking for shows that we got going on right now. Yeah, same here. We, uh, you know, just it's been super busy. Start of the year with work and travel, but um, you know, me trying to watch as much shows as I can while <laughs> we're uh, traveling or you know flying around. We. Uh, Went to Nashville a couple weeks ago to see my son Dylan compete in uh, pole vault. And I watched a few movies on the plane. Um, but, you know, it, it's very interesting when you talk about, you know, we talk about TV and movies. Like, almost these nowadays, I don't watch any movies at all. It's just all TV shows. So I think that's where kind of see everything trending with these streaming services and, and you know, different avenues to watch tv especially covid if no one's going to the movie theater as much exactly yeah i think you're right and i think you know things are starting to open back up now with covid you know i just not too long ago went and saw the new ghostbusters movie which was pretty oh, nice. good yeah it, yeah, was, it was good, good. and it's the first movie i've been to you know probably since covid you know shut down all the movie theaters and things like that so you know it's good to travel as well you know you went to nashville went to new york a couple of months ago and it's just good to get out and get low you know get out of the local and, and see what else is out there yeah, for sure. You know, it's going to sound really bad, but the last movie I saw in movie theater was probably six years ago, and it was Baywatch. <laughs> with, <laughs> that was a good one to go see. <laughs> hey, uh, I mean, you can't go wrong with uh, Zac Efron and The Rock. I mean... Those uh, two went at it. I mean, it was it was, uh, <laughs> it was was muscle for muscle in that one. Yeah, I mean, two great actors of our time, so... <laughs> um, but yeah, no, so we're just going to have fun on this podcast, yeah. and, you know, we're... Hopefully, we're going to try to stick to TV, but occasionally we'll talk about sports. Like, you know, for us, with the Texans here, we're in Houston. They're going to hire Josh McCown to the dumpster fire. Are they going to go with a real coach? I mean, I mean, I've won 12 straight national championships in NCAA sports, you know, (laughs) by EA. So I think I got a shot if I threw my hat in the ring. Which uh, which NCAA football are you playing in, 2007? Oh, it definitely was 2010, yeah. <laughs> when was the last one of that? I think it was 2011 or 12, somewhere in there, yeah. Yeah, that's hopefully with the NIL stuff they'll bring that back. Yeah, I really hope they do. I think they are, and there's probably going to be you know different covers. I always like to see you know what athlete was going to yeah, be on the yeah. cover, but it's it'll be an interesting experience with all the NIL stuff. And, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to plug it. You know, Texas A&M, where I went to school, landed <laughs> the number one recruiting class of all time just today on signing day. So I just had to bring it up. That's, I mean, you know, you know my feelings on A&M, but I'm <laughs> I'm happy for you uh, and all my fellow Aggies that wear the ring you know every day so uh, 
two of my colleges don't exist anymore. <laughs> so um, I had to go to U of H to get my master's, so I follow them. But, you know. Cougs, they always do good, man. They're coming through in the last couple yeah, of years. basketball team's looking good. Yeah. Football team had a better year than expected. So, you know, can't complain in the sports world with U of H or even A&M now. Yeah, but, yeah, it's a good time to like sports in Texas. Except yeah. for the Texans. Yeah. And UT. And <laughs> UT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I think we're going to talk about, you know, we're watching a lot of TV shows right now. And, you know, I think the one that we're watching together, you know, we have several going on at this time. But, you know, we're going to talk about Ozark. And, you know, we might even touch on, um, you know, uh, The Righteous Gemstones. That's mm-hmm. one I've just started. I know they're on season two, but I yeah. just jumped into it. And um, there's a lot of TV shows. And we, I mean, dude, we talk about TV shows all the time when yeah. we were working in the office. and. And we text all this kind of stuff back and forth. So I think it's going to be really fun talking about it. And Ozark right now is just crushing it. I, I can't wait yeah. for part two of season four. So Yeah, I think I think Ozark is a you know one of many great shows that are coming out in 2022. I think, you know, the beginning of the pandemic, we kind of had a glut of shows kind of that were shut down in production. And then we started to see... Uh, a lot being released in 2021 you know the the succession season three which was you know what what i look forward to the most and that was my favorite of last year station 11 which was my second favorite is the limited series on hbo max it bled into 2022 but a lot of good tv came out in 2021 there's a lot of good TV coming out in 2022. Mike, what are your most anticipated shows that you see coming out this year? Well, I think for 2022, I'm really looking forward to uh, the new season of Westworld that's coming out. Yeah. You know, I think there's been a gap between COVID and now, but I'm really looking forward to that. As well as uh, Barry. You know, I love Bill Hader, and he's just been amazing in the first two or three seasons of Barry on HBO, and really looking forward to see how they do this next season. Um, and then on top of that, you know, I like stand-up comedy, and I like stand-up comedy of the past. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to the marvelous Miss Maisel new season coming out. It, fantastic cast, loving the show. Can't wait to see what happens next. What are you looking forward to? Nice. So, like, I have to be honest, I haven't watched much of Barry. I watched about half of the first season. I need to get back into that because I love um, Bill Hader and uh, what's the. Um, Fonzie's in there, right? Too. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Henry Winkler. Henry yeah. Winkler. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, I think that's a great show. Um, you know, Westworld was one of my favorite shows. That there's been huge gaps between all the seasons, so hopefully that sticks to plan where it comes out this year. Um, we've got a couple. You know, I'm a big fan of For All Mankind on Apple TV. Yeah, that's um, season two was way. I think season one was a good foundation. Season two just like blew it forward. Mm-hmm. So looking forward to season three. Um, you know, House of the Dragon from HBO, um, a spinoff of Game of Thrones is, is supposed to come out this year, which, you know, every thing involving Game of Thrones is really good. Yeah. Um, one of my uh, guilty pleasure sh- shows that I watch is called uh, Resident Alien. It's on, it's on Peacock and Sci-Fi Channel. It's... If you want just a stupid laugh, it's very good. There's the season two just started last week, so it's a pretty easy watch and um, hilarious about an alien that crashes in the U.S. and and become <laughs> and lives the life <laughs> of a doctor. So, 
I've yeah. seen like part of the first season of that yeah. show. It's pretty funny. I got to get caught up on it, but yeah. I like the actor that plays the main character, and it's he's really funny. Yeah, and it's got a I uh, forget her name offhand, but um, an an actress, one of the main actresses, is from played a few episodes of Silicon Valley um, there, and she's really she's really good in it. So it's got it's you know it's it's sci-fi production NBC kind of network old school network tv production so it's got a little corniness a little goofiness with some of the actors but overall it's a well done show um yeah, of course you have stranger things season four coming out oh, this yeah. year and like that's one that when it comes out i burn through that like <laughs> yeah. in a day or two so i'm gonna have to go watch all four seasons oh, all yeah. three seasons again because there's no way that I'll remember yeah by the time the show is over you know you've seen the you know every season about six times yeah you know so you can watch the final season yeah I, I'm really excited for Stranger Things I think you know, every year it comes out it, it just blows everybody's mind and yeah I think that's the funny thing about Netflix is that they just dump a whole season on there like you know Ozark they dump the whole first half of yeah. the season four on there versus other you know platforms drop one episode a week I don't know what I like better but yeah, I think I enjoy blowing through the whole season myself. That's always a conundrum that I face. So, like, I mean, I think that for those you know who you know been traditionally bigger fans of the you know the weekly TV releases, Netflix is a big you know change because they dump everything at once. And I mean, with it, with Ozark season four that we're going to talk about the first episode. You know, they dump what, one through seven is the first half mm-hmm. of the season. Then they're going to dump the second half of the season for, I think, in May or sometime yeah. in the spring. So, you know, then you go and watch other streaming, HBO Max, uh, Apple TV, and they're dropping, you know, new shows at the same time every week. Disney Plus with uh, Boba Fett, Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. And then HBO Max, what they did with um, Station Eleven, one of my favorite shows, is they were dropping them, like, two at a time. Mm, yeah. So, I think the first, the first drop was three, and then they changed it to two. Yeah. Until um, they got through ten episodes. So, I think they did, like, three, two, 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 and then the se- the series finale. Yeah. So, I liked that. Yeah. You know, it was kind of a mix because it would give me, you know, that's what was hard for me with Ted Lasso. Yeah. Where I'd watch it on Friday nights. Yep. And like 30 minutes later, I'm like, I want to watch another one. Yeah, you know? Yeah. It's it's such good content that yeah. you got all week to, you know, throw it around in your mind and come up with, you know, what, oh, what are they going to do next? And you just, you want that next one right after you finish it. Yeah. Especially with Ted Lasso. I mean, that show was freaking unbelievable. But yeah, it's. I think a little bit more bang for the buck. I, I did like that about Station Eleven, how they dropped you know a little bit more content you know than than other streaming platforms did. But yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see with how streaming services evolve and if streaming services start merging and combining, mm-hmm. how they will, you know, do the releases. Will we see? Will we continue to see? You know, like mainly netflix drop everything at once um or will others start going to the same thing or will netflix change to you know change you know releasing some shows weekly is like maybe they you know for me bringing it like um forget the name of the airplane show that was on nbc that got canceled um was it manifest manifest yeah yeah so 
Thank you. So Manifest, when they brought it to Netflix, it was a huge spike. Everybody was watching it. It was like one of the most popular shows. And it was done because NBC canceled it. But it was three seasons of a six-season story. Mm-hmm. Netflix, it, the buzz and people were writing to Netflix to, to pick that up. And so they are going to produce like a fourth. They're going to mm. carry out the rest of the series. It was the last start on that. But that was a week-to-week show. I never watched a week-to-week because I don't even think I heard about it. Yeah, right, but, yeah. You know, that would be an interesting thing to see if Netflix would release that you know, on a weekly basis as that came from the NBC weekly style show. So yeah. it's, it's tough because I like, you know, with Game of Thrones, I would love like watching every Sunday night and then thinking what's going to happen next episode yeah. during the week and reading about it. But getting on Reddit, going through the threads, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's an addiction. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I've read too many Reddit threads on Game <laughs> yeah. of Thrones. So, it's, but the first few seasons of Game of Thrones, I I think I watched the first three seasons at once because I wasn't into kind of that fantasy dragon kind of thing. And then I binge watched and I couldn't stop. So, then it became, I watched the first three seasons and every other season it was week to week. So... Yeah, it, it, same here. I mean, with Game of Thrones, I, I don't think I got into it until they were into season five, and mm-hmm. then it was just, it was a binge fest. I mean, I think I blew through the first five seasons in over a weekend. I mean, it was unbelievable. But yeah, yeah, yeah it's, same. <laughs> yeah, it's, when when the show is as addicting as that, and then you got to go to a week to week basis, that's a rough go. <laughs> yeah, no, it's that was the hardest part because yeah, you yeah. catch up and the season starts, and <laughs> yeah. you've got to watch one show. Yeah. So I mean, I think there's another show like. We talked Ted Lasso is mm-hmm. supposed to come back this year, which would be great. I think it's the final season, right? Yeah, it should yeah. be. Hopefully, I'm hoping it's the final season that they just close the story. Yeah, out, but there's been dis- keep... yeah talks about it. Yeah, I don't want them to burn out the characters or anything. And I think for those, I know we we probably have a lot of friends and family that watch uh, Yellowstone. Neither of us watch Yellowstone. No, I hadn't yet. Um, but you know, there's two Taylor Sheridan shows. The same guy who does Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. 1883, which is a prequel to Yellowstone. Yeah. I've watched the first, I think, five or six episodes. Really fantastic show about, you know, basically going from Texas to Oregon um, or the Oregon Trail, but I think it's basically the Dutton family from Yellowstone settles in wherever they are, Montana. Hmm. Wyoming, whatever they are on the show, because yeah. I think it's Montana, Yellowstone. Yeah. <laughs> So that makes sense. Uh, like I said, I don't watch Yellowstone. My parents do. Um, a lot of people that I grew up with do. But I just can't convince myself to watch it yet. Yeah, but, it's yeah. on the queue. I mean, it, it'll work its way yeah, around. Eventually. It'll probably be after the show's over. But yeah, yeah you know, that's usually how I do Especially it. Especially if 1883 builds into that, then I'll probably, yeah. you know, do that. And then he also has another show called Mayor of Kingstown, which is on um, Paramount Plus that... I've heard a couple of TV podcasts talk about how great of a show that is. I've so, seen the title card for it, but I hadn't seen yeah, the trailer. Yeah, it's Jeremy yet. Renner. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so... I like him, yeah. I think he's supposed to be, like, a prison warden or something. Something, like, where he may be corrupt. Uh, but supposedly that's really a really good watch, too. But, I mean, so there's so much TV. Um, so I think, you know, we just wanted to share, you know, what we're what we're seeing coming up 
you know, on different sites of what's coming. One one other show before we segue over to yeah, yeah. talk about Ozark. Yeah. So Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah. So you know, I think everybody I know at least we love Mandalorian. Oh yeah. Like, big time. For me, I wasn't a big Star Wars fan. I watched the original movies. Mm-hmm. Mandalorian came out, watched the first couple of seasons, went back and watched a lot of the Star Wars uh, universe. Was really excited on Boba Fett. I've watched the majority of episodes so far. I didn't watch the one um, that's coming out on the day we're recording this podcast. Mm-hmm. But it's really gotten off to a slow start, and I think it's maybe just because um, the Mandalorian has was so uh, engaging yeah. and... Um, you know, it, you know. Of course, everybody loved Baby Yoda, Grogu. Right. I think that was, but it was, um, it was so well done by Favreau and yeah. uh, Filoni. You know, in their their universe that they've created with Star Wars. So, I think, you know, I'm hoping Boba Fett comes around. I think it's starting to to do that. I think for me, Obi Wan Kenobi seems really exciting it's also going to star Ewan, Ewan McGregor right. who is really good in everything he does so, yep I mean uh, you know you've you watched a few episodes of Boba Fett right so yeah I've seen a few episodes I mean it's it's definitely not like The Mandalorian I yeah. think you know I grew up as a Star Wars fan and watching it you know it was big in, in my family but uh, you know then Mandalorian coming out and not having any you know background to the character kind yeah. of allowed you to build this great tv show in your mind and then you already have this expectation of what boba fett is going to be and yeah i mean it, well, you knew where boba fett was going to start because right pat oswald predicted it yeah. in parks and recreation right. picture this the sarlacc pit <laughs> yeah. the, the moon of tantooine or whatever hand gloved hand comes out of the sand like <laughs> that is the greatest use of filibuster i've ever seen in my life <laughs> yeah that and uh, Leslie Nope, like, didn't she roll her? Like, she does a filibuster too in one of the episodes. Yeah, I think so. it's like the f- first season she filibustered herself. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we could talk about Parks and Rec, oh, the yeah. Office, all the stuff we watched. We'll get around to Parks and Rec one day, yeah. Yeah, another thing we could also do is yeah. talk about some specific episodes. I, I, um, we fought, we both listen to a lot of good podcasts. There was one, um, which is called Prestige TV on the ringer uh, on Spotify and it was uh, Julia Littman and Amanda Dobbins they were talking about lost season three finale mm. uh, this week on their podcast they, like they spent two hours <laughs> talking about it and I was running with it, like while well, listening to it and like I was so engaged I'm like because I just I didn't watch lost when it was on but I just I started I watched the whole series during covid oh it yeah. was so good yeah. so what an optimal time to just sit down and watch a whole tv show yeah. in, in one go covid has brought around some terrible things but some good things i'm definitely gonna working that from out, home but... you know like being able to watch more tv oh yeah you know you're not going anywhere save time in traffic now you're watching 12 hours of tv yeah. while you're working <laughs> yeah. i think that's the best thing that's come out of it <laughs> yeah that's why i had to take up running so i didn't gain like seven thousand pounds <laughs> well that makes one of us <laughs> All right, so we were going to talk about Ozark Season 4. Uh, we're going to talk about Episode 1, right? Yeah, Episode 1 today. I know a lot of people have probably watched the first seven already, but uh, both of us, um, well, me personally, I've only watched the first two. So. Oh, yeah, I couldn't wait. I blew through the whole first seven. Yeah. yeah. See, it's 
should have this week at work was not very fun but <laughs> yeah. um yeah so we'll we'll talk about each episode of ozark every week but uh we'll start with episode one so mike what do you think of the episode overall i think overall it was a good episode i think it's a heavy in the foreshadowing i mean like uh, yeah. just that opening scene with the car crash yeah the truck coming out of out of nowhere and then into their lane just huge foreshadow of the whole yeah first part of the season you know so jumping right into that with that i mean that's my first thought was white lotus mm-hmm. you know they start off with the dead body in the first yeah. episode and then you don't find out till the last episode of the the series what who it is mm-hmm. but i don't know i don't think that's what ozark's going for but i'm wondering if it resolves you know like me i've only seen the first episode so i don't know if it resolves itself you know you know is that the end is that is that the end of the series end of the first half you know so just from a one episode perspective that's the first thought i'm like is this the end or is this kind of a fake out that's uh, that was my first thought was was is it a fake out because wendy has had like dreams or visions of other events or a dream yeah yeah like where she was like helping a dog on the side of the road and marty walked up behind her and then she like shot him yeah and it turns out that was like just a dream of her so i was like oh maybe it's just a dream and maybe she has bad feelings about you know this is all coming to a close but it's not gonna be as clean as they think it is i don't know that was just my first thought yeah or they have you know it kind of can go already jumping kind of ahead but kind of you mentioned foreshadowing mm-hmm. it's you know in this episode one of the major you know points is um navarro says he wants to get out mm-hmm. you know and be a model citizen and that's kind of like before that happens it's like they're in the car talking about all right we're 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 good to go we're out we're leaving everybody oh i'm so you know bags are packed and then the car crash but it kind of foreshadows in the you know through this episode of the main people left alive mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> for the most part well at least the birds and or at least marty wendy and uh navarro mm-hmm. they want to get out yeah you know kind of the most important people in the operation and so then we go through the whole episode of you know what is it possible to get out then there's Zoe besides dying and being killed you know um it doesn't always end well with um with with um you know that lifestyle the the cartel the gangster kind you know listen to the podcast rewatchable the other day talking about casino mm-hmm. and that was like you know they mentioned there about how it was you know people didn't like it because it kind of showed like the some of the real uh repercussions of what happens you know uh in the gangster life where and some other gangsters glorifies it and you don't see all the repercussions but you know you don't usually retire being a drug kingpin or a money launderer you know something happens to you you're dead or in prison so i think you know they're going back to the main the first piece is like is that Wendy, is that a, a, a dream sequence or, mm-hmm. or foreshadowing into what's to come? You know? it, I, I think it's, you know, it's, you raise an interesting point about, you know, once it's all over, you know, can you really let it go? And I had written in my notes, you know, is Marty really going to be able to give up 
you know, what he's been doing for the last 10, 15 years, yeah. however long he's been washing money. And, you know, I, I kind of think of, you know, most, you know, mafia movies, you know, drug cartel movies, you know, the person winds up dead at the end of the movie yeah. or their life sucks. Yeah. And I think of like Goodfellas, like, yeah. oh, he did all, yeah. all his, you Henry know, Hill ends up, uh, yeah, coked out program, and then he's yeah. in witness protection, you know, picking up the newspaper in suburbia. Like, yeah. what kind of life is that? Yeah. Can he settle in, you know, to a lifestyle after that? And, you know, there's always lingering effects from that lifestyle, but the money and that excitement that, you know, affords them to do it you know you can't find usually in the real world right yeah. so i think that's a good point so it'll be interesting to see what comes out of that first sequence i'm sure through through some of the show yeah i think i think you know just coming in from season three and having two yeah i know wendy's brother ben was pretty new character for the show but i think walking into season four and and Ben and Helen, the lawyer, you know, spoiler alert, mm-hmm. are both dead. <laughs> you know, you, you're walking into season four and they're just gone, right? Yeah. And how do you, you know, I, I don't know about you, but I think I'm going to miss Helen more than I'm going to miss Ben because yeah. she's a she's a straight force and Ben was just a wild card. Yeah, I think I'm in the same boat. And I think that's, you know, the first thing for me was, you know, for my one of my first notes from the thing was Marty getting pieces of Helen out of Wendy's hair. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's... And in going through the show, um, Marty makes a great point of saying, well, we lost our lawyer, yeah. you know, and it's true now, you know, who are you going <clears> to <throat> find that they were setting up like Navarro's um, legal stuff for his kids mm-hmm. and things like that. So I think, um, you know, that's a huge loss more than Ben, the brother from a organizational yeah. side and show side, you know, of course another theme in this episode is with with ben being killed in the last episode mm-hmm. everybody now aware of how and yeah like how that affects jonah and, who, uh, and who's responsible for it ultimately right? yeah yeah and was it necessary since helen ended up getting killed right so right yeah it's it's really i mean it really drives kind of jonah's decision making in mm-hmm. this in this episode and uh, you know but you know, we also get introduced to a new carrier, a uh, new character early on uh, at the the uh, opening party mm-hmm. where the birds are celebrities for <laughs> getting the Lagunas cartel compound raided by the government. Yeah. Um, we meet Javi. What was your first impression? What's what you know, what went through your mind when we saw Javi appear on the screen or Javier Javi? I think the first time I saw him, I, I you know, you just can tell he's going to be the new, you know, the new villain for this. You know, yeah. we talked a little bit earlier off the mic about, you know, the level of, of villains in the show. And I think he's, you know, he's rising to kind of overshadow Omar. Uh, yeah, sure, Omar yeah. Is, is scary as hell. Yeah. But, you know, he's preoccupied with settling down. And, you know, yeah. even at the party, you see him walking around with the baby in his arms. And, oh, yeah. he, you know, he kind of looks like he's got his arms full, which is so metaphorical for his life right it's, now. Yeah, it's a work conundrum where you've yeah. got the 50-year-old person retiring and the 25-year-old, 30-year-old, coming, you know, gunning, gunning to take over. And, and, and I had this idea that, you know, I bet Navarro was just like Javi. When he was yeah. younger, you know, oh, just yeah. cocky, just 100%. you know, full on, and 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 you know, Javi mentioned that about Helen being kind of like a sexy, mean teacher, and <laughs> yeah. I was just like, where the hell is this going? But I guarantee that's how Omar was, you know, oh, twenty yeah. years ago. Yeah, 
No, I think that's a great point because I think you don't get to that point without being like Javi at the, you know, how he comes off because mm-hmm. we don't see, you know, how Navarro rises to power. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I thought that was an interesting introduction and that was my thoughts right away is like, is he's gunning before even, before Navarro even says it, oh, yeah. that he's going to be, you know, gunning for the top spot yeah. along with everybody else usually when you're in a cartel yeah. uh, or mafia or anything like that so um you know i just thought um i think he's going to be a super important character you know as we and as we see later in the episode um he's definitely makes his mark on things so yeah um you know then we we kind of go and we see ruth mm-hmm. um you know, standing in front of a a motel, the Lazy O. And before that, I didn't do the rewatch of the first three seasons before I watched this episode. I just kind of watched some YouTube recaps because, you know, I was in a rush to try to watch them. But it didn't hit me that that was her and that she used to work there. Yeah, that she used to be like a a maid maid for the hotel and, you know, stole some stuff like that. I completely forgot that from season one, and I didn't go back and watch it now that season four was on, but I I think that is a funny connection to the very first episode of the show, pretty much. Yeah, and I think, and, you know, you eventually eventually realize what she's doing there, Mm -hmm. that she's basically going to buy the motel. And, you know... You know her definite her claim is you know ends up being wanting to money launder th- or launder money through. Yep. It's also a bit of a payback because some you know there's more other there's other hotels other businesses that she could have picked, but it was you know kind of more of a f you to you know her time there and the yep. manager there to see their interaction and yeah. all that. So. Um, yeah, yeah, she just straight up fires the the manager yeah, right after just, she, buys it, yeah. she buys it. She's like, "All right, you're fired." Yeah. Hey, that's a good power move, right? Right. I honestly thought she would keep her on board and then oh, just, just treat some, her terribly. Yeah. yeah. That would also have been a good move. Yep. But I think I think like Ruth, you know, we're gonna see crazy character you know development for her in, in the rest of the season. But she's now aligned with Darlene and and you know her her. I, I, can't remember her cousin i guess is wyatt i i don't think they're it's her brother is it a brother yeah, yeah, I, yeah I can never remember but um you know of course wyatt and darlene are a couple and always gets, <laughs> that's still freaky yeah it gets me to laugh every time yeah. something happens but um you know now ruth is working with darlene and and you know darlene likes the fact that there's langmores running the town and it's yeah. people from the town and not out of towners and i think you just see that the divide of the youth of the new ideas versus, you know, Darlene's old ways of working and, and the heroin business that she used to run and how it's just going to, you just know that's going to explode. Yeah. I think that's a great, you know, as you're leading into there, they start to, you know, Ruth, Ruth comes into the fold with, uh, with Darlene, with the Schnells. Right. And so, you know, I thought it was interesting how, you know, she, I don't think Ruth know that, that they were an item that Wyatt and her were an item it, it was kind of shocking that she was splitting Darlene was splitting her half with Wyatt um which is going to come back to burn her at some point I think probably see some some cracks in the the wall I mean anytime that he's like 20 and she's like oh yeah you know it, you're gonna see some some cracks there but I think um 
that partnership's almost set up to fail, but you know, oh, yeah. she's Darlene's a little unhinged. I think later in the show, uh, I think, uh, is it Jonah and um, Jonah's talking to Ruth, and he goes, uh, You know, she's crazy. <laughs> and Ruth goes, Well, yeah, uh, who the fuck isn't? You know, <laughs> yeah. like, and I'm like, couldn't you could have named that this episode right. or another sorry mom uh for cursing <laughs> here but after you know wendy and and um wendy and marty are you know talking back in ozark um you know after coming back from navarro's and when you know they're talking about what they're gonna do and you know how they're gonna make it out of this and wendy says i'm not fucking losing mm-hmm. <laughs> like there's something about Laura Lenny's performance yeah. and just, you know, her face, her, you know, her acting ability is just kind of ruthless. And I started thinking about other things that she's in, like, in like the Truman show. Oh, she, you know, she's yeah. the wife of Truman and she's just like, you know, she's such a good actor. I think she's a perfect fit for Wendy and like, Definitely. Wendy's pretty crazy. Like she's got you, many levels. And, and she can pull into each one, yeah. you know, depending on, you know, the, the level of stress and the level yeah. of like panic that she's in to try to get out of a situation. She can just pull from those, and it's just like, oh, Laura Lenny came to play. Like, yeah. When they when they get back and Jonah has shot up the house, right? <laughs> yeah. And she's like, clean it up, and you know they're going back. And the next day, they're at the, it's like, thank you for cleaning up the glass. He's like, I didn't think you have a choice. You didn't. But like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. it's like, all right. Well, I mean, it's, but. She is, I think, the most ruthless one, you know? I mean, yeah. I think, I mean, Marty's the analytical, the, you know, always trying to keep the situation calm. Yep. But, I mean, if they both were the same, they'd all be dead, right? I mean, I oh, think yeah. that um, they play well with each other. I mean, you don't know if they are they still love each other or like each other, right, really. Yeah. Relationship I mean, of necessity at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. so it's, it's an interesting dynamic. I think they they're managing it's it's always interesting you know the kids now are i mean they had to get involved pretty Mm -hmm. much um but we'll talk more about jonah's involvement as we go through here but i think um you know part of wendy when they're talking also when they get back is how realistic do you think it is that you know she's starting to try to buy Mm -hmm. political thing i mean she talks about it in this episode just you know that they're going to have political capital money to buy all the people i think i think it's interesting because i know they're associated with navarro like the big cartel but right. as like the money launder and the why like with a couple casinos in mm-hmm. missouri do they have the the clout to you know by by the Midwest politically, yeah. like I mean, it's it's such a I, I I think it's such a and do the flyover states matter? <laughs> Sorry, that's a great question. Yeah. No. Uh... Yeah, I think it's I I it's in. I'm trying to wrap my brain around it as we're watching the season, and yeah. and you know they're talking about well we need 150 million you know to 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 buy these senators right off the bat so that way we can start controlling the political capital and you know that'll get Navarro to to be able to. You know, exercise yeah. his, his freedom, right? Yeah, and how I mean, the ultimate goal that he wants Navarro to get out, right, is to be made into a model citizen to travel freely and get out of mm-hmm. the, the the distribution game 
the cartel game, travel freely the U.S. and model citizen. I just don't. I mean, think about it real world terms, right? Like what's a guapo or whatever. I mean, the I'm thinking of that level. There's no way to get. Oh yeah. Somebody. I mean, I know this is a TV show, but sure. it's and it's to me it doesn't take away the the greatness of the show in this episode. No, yeah. It's just. Yeah. It's almost, I guess you'd come to suspect that, like, all the stuff that Marty's pulled off in the first three yeah. seasons, and, and, and Wendy, and with Ruth, that if anybody could do, to get Navarro to be the model citizen, I think they probably could, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, but between the balance of the two of them, I mean, we saw in the, their meeting with Navarro in Mexico, where he said, I want to be able to move, move between the U.S. and Mexico freely. And Wendy was like hysterically like, well, that's not possible. Yeah. And Marty was like, whoa, 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 chill out. Like, yeah, it's like, why are you still alive then? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Like, if it's impossible, then I'll just kill you. Yeah, right? why I'll did find... I kill Helen? If, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, I think it's, you do have to suspend a little bit of, um, you know, belief yeah. in, in reality. But I think it's a means to an end to close out the show. Um, but uh, it'll be interesting to see how they pull it off. I mean. There's a lot of a lot of things that are probably coming that we don't even know about. Yeah, I love. There was one part, you know, they're going through, you know, the episode here. They're all sitting at the dinner table, and they're talking. I think it was after the after the window incident or mm-hmm. some incident. And we haven't talked about the other new character yet, but we'll talk about it in a second. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> this has made me laugh. Jonah starts talking about something about the Temple of Heaven in Beijing and Echo yeah. Wall when he's just like yeah. shuts it down. Like, She's but like, it's like it off. Yeah. he keeps hearing the same thing and over, yeah. over and over, and he's like, nothing's going to change, yeah. or you know, we're not getting out, or we're it, just because you keep saying it doesn't mean I'm going to believe it. Doesn't yeah. mean it's going to it's going to come true. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I just wanted to throw that in there because no, it's point. like. He's going on the soliloquy that, like, she's just like, "All right, I don't want to hear like anything about any more from you on that." So, going back to you know, at this point, we see um, we see the what's it called the um, bounty, not bounty hunter. Um, oh, the private investigator. Private investigator. Yeah, yeah. What do you think, like? First off, that guy's annoying as hell. Yeah, I'm just gonna okay, say yeah. it. Right, you know, all he needs is a signature, a signature, yeah. and I gotta go home. I got a yeah. cat back home named Luann who's gonna chew her paw off if yeah. I don't get back in time. I, I I get the character's necessity, right? You got to bring all this up to speed. But oh my gosh, he's driving me crazy through the first couple episodes. And the the other annoying piece with him, he, his name the, is Mel. Yeah, Mel. Yeah, but. He's wearing a Johnny Cash shirt, and he's trying to look like Johnny Cash. Yeah, like right, it's he's walking around in black half the time. Yeah, it in his hair, and I'm like, you don't wear the band, you know, band T-shirt of the concert you're gonna go to. Yeah. you know, it's like if you're wearing Johnny Cash T-shirt, don't you know, at least just wear a plain shirt. I don't know. I found it annoying with that. It's but, a good catch. I didn't even notice the shirt. Yeah, yeah, and I think, yeah, I mean, he obviously his presence leads to a couple actionable incidents at the end of the episode mm-hmm. which are also game changing I think but yeah he was pretty annoying that he and, and I wonder you know cause he keeps saying that he's there for um, the divorce stuff but it almost seems like there's something more is mm. he you know I'm like is he 
you know, undercover ATF mm. or is he CIA or is he some kind of other organization that maybe rival cartel, maybe rival just cartel. It out there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, there's the, something the cartel that they just hit. Right. You never know. They could have, you know, a PI that they could hire yeah, or whatever. You have, I mean, you have Helen and Marty and these other people that are working. I mean, you could have the PI working to track down people in the U S so, mm-hmm. I mean, it could be an agent of some kind because it just seems odd that, I know they know that Marty's a business partner, but that he's like just constantly snooping around their place just to get a signature that, yeah, yeah, it doesn't. Theory. I'm going to throw a theory yeah. out there. He works for Hobby. Ooh. I, ha, this guy just starts to come around the second that Helen like disappears yeah. in Mexico. Literally has all been all of like 24 hours. And now this guy comes knocking around. Javi's playing his game right with Omar. He's working his inside track. And he hires this PI guy because he doesn't like Marty and, and, and Wendy, right? Yeah. He would have chose Helen over her, the hot teacher. Weird. But I think he hired the PI to try to see if they would crack. And then he could use it against them with yeah. Omar, right? Not that he wouldn't kill Omar Ooh, in the first shot good, anyway, but... Yeah. That's a good thing because he's always, and what Omar say, he was looking for, Javi's looking for cracks. Mm-hmm. Because um, once, once the cracks start to show, then the, you know, the building falls apart. Right. So, no, that's a good theory. So it would be interesting to see, you know, over the course of the first half, uh, the second half, who he really is. And, I mean, we both could be wrong. He could be just a, <laughs> just a, um private investigator trying to track her down for the divorce proceedings <laughs> yeah. but that doesn't seem likely to me yeah in, in could be honesty. a simple thread but I, I just don't see it yeah yeah so um what else you got that well in terms of the show i i wanted to call out you know the director of the first you know two episodes is andrew bernstein um, I hope I said his last name right, but yeah. you know, Bernstein or Bernstein yeah, or Berenstein. Berenstein, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, he he did, um, you know, he did a couple episodes of The Outsider with Jason Bateman Ooh, yeah, on yeah. HBO, which was a good show. Um, he also did a couple episodes of Jack Ryan um, with uh, Jim from The Office. Yeah, you know, everybody's you know everybody's favorite John Krasinski. Uh, <laughs> he did a couple episodes of Mad Men, and then he just yeah. did a couple episodes of The Foundation on Apple TV, which. I think could be a great show. That's the Isaac uh, Asimov. Yeah, yeah, Isaac Asimov. Um, you know, TV, you know, TV series based yeah. on his books, and I think it's got potential. You know, but yeah, I think the first two episodes were really good, and I think that shows a great director for the first couple. And I look forward to the rest of the episodes because I think Robin Wright from House of Cards yeah. is directing a couple this season as well. So really looking forward to the directing style. Yeah, and, and as an aside, we're talking about the directors. I think that's what you know with TV in general these days there's so many good directors um, that, and they bring in different directors for different episodes. I mean, um, with station 11, they had hero Mirai do a few different episodes. He's also done all the Atlanta, uh, for, on FX with, mm. um, childish Gambino. I um, like him. Yeah. Yeah. So I keep always blank on his real name at Troy from, uh, <laughs> Troy from Donald Glover, yeah. Donald Glover. Yeah. Troy from community. <laughs> like, the most, my favorite underrated show. Um, yeah, I'm a, uh, what, fifth level la- Laser Lotus? Laser or, Lotus, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's the beauty of these shows is, you know, the different directors, and they're all quality directors that can lead the style of of different episodes. Mm-hmm. You know, Ozark is pretty standard. With the, I mean, the, the backdrop of the Ozark, oh, yeah. the 
the overhead shots of the the scenery and i wrote in my notes like i've never been to the lake of ozarks or ozarks and you've never been to branson oh never been to branson it's a big time man yeah. Have you been? No, Jerry yeah. from uh, Parks and Rec had a uh, oh had a, a timeshare in Branson. If I'm That's not right. mistaken. Yeah. Well, he also liked to go to some other town in Indiana <laughs> yeah. for vacation. Uh, but yeah, no, I've never been, and I just want to know from people that have been: is it really that pretty and scenic? Um, you know, I've always been like a saltwater person, so I'm used to coasts and um, bays and stuff. Mm-hmm. But lakes are, you know, just the shots with the trees and the boat how the boat um marinas and stalls that come out into Mm. the lake it's just a different look but it it's looks like a super pretty place to to go i know it gets pretty crazy i heard in the summer and stuff but um yeah it's just it's just beautifully shot you know this episode a lot of the the um the um shots from overhead the shots of the lake Mm -hmm. um you know and that kind of then we get uh we get javi making his way into uh <laughs> you know makes this short trip down from chicago to uh yeah. to osage county yeah and stops in the casino and was he asked of darwin if, if marty had got darlene to stop um stop her heroin uh opium uh whatever it's called production right yeah yeah what have you done to take care of Dar- darlene yeah. snell yeah. he's like what do you mean he's like i got the name right right yeah darlene snell yeah <laughs> No, no, I know her name, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. A typical Jason Bateman, like, oh, yeah, I know, her, I know her name. Yeah, um, yeah and then, you know, that's... I like Marty's smart there because you never know, I mean, just from movies and TV, what he's got, you know, if they've got wiretaps and, you know, feds crawling in there, just getting him out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, Pump off for pastries somewhere. Yeah. In between. Yeah, so yeah, they they pop off for pastries and then bring it back by boat to the house, which I always wanted a job where I could go back and forth to work by a boat. That's the life. That's the life. Yeah. But yeah, I'm still. I was curious where they got the pastries from. Yeah. You know, does the, does the does the Bell sell pastries? You know, they got these little pink boxes around, or they do a drive through on the boat. I yeah, I don't, I don't know. They've got Tiff's treats delivering by yeah. boat out in, out in Osage County. Yeah. Uh, he, he just, uh, you know, ordered from Tiff's Street and the boat just met him right there on the way home. Yeah. Uh, yeah, then, um, you know, you get him at the house and, uh, you know, now you've got Javi, you know, just completely investigating what's mm-hmm. going on and now he's in your home and you're you know from navarro that he's aiming to take over so i mean that's got to be a pretty tense he's a quick reactor right because you saw yeah. him you know in mexico and then the next thing you know he's he's already made their way into his house i mean he's, yeah. he's quick on the trigger and you know he wants to know who the hell these people are that yeah. his uncle chose over the one he wanted and yeah you know, i think he's not afraid to kind of be a bull in the china shop to see people's reactions when I think he really he doesn't um, he knows he's his uncle kind of can't touch him because it's his what mm-hmm. it's his sister's son yep so he can be kind of that aggressive overarching asshole kind of person in there because he's really kind of untouchable yep. at the moment um 
because he really he's doing his due diligence he's not moving against omar but he's preparing to mm-hmm. and every you know they know that but he can't touch him i mean he's got to wait for the right moment yeah he can't he can't be preemptive he's got to wait for the moment yeah i think eventually it will come where someone whacks him at some point whether it's wendy or (laughs) or or darlene schnell who's who she puts the she's you know with the mexicans coming in like in her uh, backwards missouri racism uh right the best uh but yeah she's not afraid to shoot a cartel member yeah that's for Um, sure yeah so, I mean, I think he's probably going to get whacked some point in the the show. I may be wrong, but... I mean, I would it, think he would. I mean, there can only be one that rules you yeah. know, the, the cartel, and it, it's, it's got to be him or him or Omar. If he's alive, everybody else is dead. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's gotta, that's, the only, that's the only way he it, If he's that. alive, Marty and Wendy and their family... Marty and Wendy and the daughter are dead, and... Uh, Omar's dad and and the Schnells and Ruth and yeah. and Jonah and uh, Wyatt are are laundering money for them. Yeah, yeah I mean that's because yeah. now there's two money laundering factions in uh, you know in town, right? And it, you know I do hope that's one aspect that they bring back is that that Kansas City mob. I mean, last time we oh, saw yeah. them, Darlene was blowing uh, blowing Frank Junior's uh, schnutz <laughs> off in his uh, in his Trans Am. You know, yeah. so really hoping to see those guys back again. Yeah, you know, it's very Kansas City mobbish to, you know, have like a trucking company and mm-hmm. uh, you know, son driving an old style train <laughs> Sam. <laughs> Sorry, Midwest, I'm picking you in this episode, but I went to college up there and you know, haven't been back since, so uh, maybe things have changed. <laughs> um, yeah, so you know, we haven't really talked too much you know, we, we kinda talked about in the beginning how you know some of these actions set off some of the things that were on the show. So you have, you know, with with Jonah finding out that uh, Wendy had been uh, her brother killed, mm-hmm. you know, Jonah had got real close to Ben, and um, you know, that kind of pushes them pushes them out in this in this uh, episode. You know, he kind of seeks comfort with Ruth. He brings the ashes, Ben's mm-hmm. ashes to Ruth. Ruth sees a great opportunity because she's not working with Marty anymore. Right. And, and she gets like, kicked out of the bell, yeah. right? Because she's going through Marty's computer yeah. and she gets the boot. Yeah. And then she's like, hey, come sit on his couch. You can, this Ben's favorite couch, you know, anytime. Hey, you want to work for me? Right. <laughs> you, you know how to do the software? You're like 15 years old. Yeah. You're not yeah. much old, you know, not much younger than I am. You want to wash some money for us? Like, I, I think it's interesting the, the, how the she was on the other foot now with uh, Jonah and and Charlotte and how when the show first started Charlotte wanted nothing to do with them and yeah. was pushing away and wanted to leave yeah and now she's working for them yeah and all about it and now Jonah's the one that wants to get out and he was all all about it in the beginning so I think it's interesting how they flipped the tables on that yeah and there's um the dynamic of of Charlotte is a mini Wendy and jonah is a mini marty mm-hmm. i mean they're both you know we've got jonah money laundering software no red red flags with this software mm-hmm. and then charlotte's you know very you know has a lot of uh forethought and planning out on what they're going to do and it's like oh, already you know going back to ruth 
like all right we already informed the uh all the shift workers and you know everybody in the casino now that you know ruth is not part of the, you know she's she's already taking stuff wendy's forgetting about because they're so busy with trying to you know the other stuff foundation and making uh <laughs> trying to figure out how to make navarro a model citizen right yeah so trying to make him legit yeah one, one person we haven't talked about is agent miller right oh Who, yeah who's yeah, now yeah. in marty's pocket and you know she you know took the lagunas cartel information yeah. and you know that's why they were celebrities at the at the party in mexico uh, you know i think agent miller who is on the verge of having this baby and yeah. we went through a whole season of her being pregnant but um you know she got a promotion you know yeah. at the end of the first episode but at what cost you know she she kind of sold herself out a little bit by kind of working with a cartel to take yeah. down another cartel and It'll yeah. be interesting to see how she kind of handles that dynamic <laughs> the closer she has to work with Marty and, and, and Navarro, which can only get closer and closer. Yeah, and it's good. I think that's what, you know, through the history of... I've, I've read a lot of books on organized crime and um, watched a lot of shows and, and movies, but more on the history side is, mm-hmm. you know, what the mafia and organized crime cartels do well is they make it impossible for you not to flip you know for them right mm-hmm. so like i mean sometimes it can go the other way with the fbi is getting you know people to flip for them to be informants but it's e- it's not easy but if they put in the work and find what drives them you can turn mm-hmm. you know an agent I yeah mean, it's 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 happened there's you know even in politics and everything money you know money and cause make people do you know whatever other people want them to do right yeah yeah you know that was well, i think what marty and them were trying to figure out and in, in the end of the season three was kind of what drove agent miller to to want to do her job and i think they found her her currency for lack of a better you know phrase is she wants to make a difference and you know yeah. taking in info f- about a rival cartel and using it to their advantage but also her advantage you know yeah it, it, she is making a difference, but at what cost, right? And I think that's her conundrum. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it obviously helps her career, but it puts her in a dangerous position. Right. You know, especially with a baby, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. that's about to be born. So I think that, or was born this episode, or no. I can't remember offhand, but... Um, I can't remember either. Yeah, so I think it's... Um, you know, I think it's an interesting thing to see now that she's been compromised how influential she can be towards uh, Omar Navarro's reputational improvement, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, or will people start to suggest or start to have the inclination that she is compromised? Yeah. I mean, I think some, of course, internally, a lot of people are already probably saying that because she has the good information, right? Oh, yeah. I mean... I mean, she met that she met that agent in the parking garage who's yeah. on suspension from the first three seasons, and she's like, what, you you think, you know, you call me a hypocrite, right? Yeah. And she knows it. I mean, pretty much everybody else knows it. Yeah. So I think, and, you know, we talk a little about the FBI agent, but I think with... You know, you have Javi in this episode, 
going back to Javi, we start talking about, um, you know, when he's talking with Marty and Wendy, and they start talking about the sheriff, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there going, oh, no. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. like, uh-oh, this yeah. isn't good. Target you acquired. Know? Yeah. Yeah. And and so he's like, oh, he's, he's a problem? He's uh, with the Schnells? Like, I think that's where, you know, at certain moments you automatically know what's going to happen. And it's not to say that's predictable, but it's it's kind of just in watching TV over and over, you kind of get some of the same patterns. And it's like, all right, you know, the sheriff is, is done for. But how it happens, I found, like, really exhilarating. And, like, when I was watching it, I'm like, <laughs> he shows up, and he's got music going. You just see him in the backyard smoking a cigarette, and then he's like... I love that we just, like, saunters. He just takes his time yeah. walking to the door, and you can see him. Yeah. He's just like, it's not worth my time to kind of hustle over to the door yeah. for some sheriff I don't care about. Yeah. But then he's like, yeah, well, he doesn't. he's just like... You're the sheriff. Yeah. And oh, you're like, you're the sheriff. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> the sheriff. Like, you're like, oh, no. This yeah. is. He's already coming. sized him up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let me go turn the music down. <laughs> Turns it right up. Yeah. And then just. Yeah, just blows him away. Yeah. Couldn't believe it. I mean, yeah, that was right off the bat. First person who dies in this episode. Can't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the sheriff who's working or who's, you know, and I guess indebted embedded with the the schnells mm-hmm. really so mm-hmm. that's going to have repercussions i'm sure going through the rest of the season oh it's got to i mean i don't know how you explain a missing sheriff yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know he just he's there yeah. one day and then he's not and then i mean and then kind of um you know we're we're almost at the end here he shows up at marty and at the bird's house in the sheriff car. Yeah. And with the body in the trunk. Yeah. And you're just like, that's pretty ballsy. Yeah. Problem solved. Yeah. Now help. Yeah. 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 Hey guys, there we go. <laughs> yeah. No more problems. Yeah. Just like, and then, I mean, I'm sitting there thinking, why transfer them to the bird's SUV, right? Yeah. So they, and then we, of course, know that Jonah sees this happening. You know, he's riding his bike home from right. Ruth, and we'll talk more about that in a minute. But he sees it. Now Jonah's got extra capital yep. on his parents. Yep. But, I mean, you're breaking the cardinal, the cardinal rule here. You're transferring a body, and now you've got... DNA material in, mm-hmm. in their car. I'm sure they'll have it cleaned and all that stuff. Oh, sure. and, you know, go through the nuances of that in this show. But yeah. and then the It's course, the same van they've had since season one. And yeah. now you put a dead body in the back of it, which I think is the first time yeah. in all four yeah. seasons. Is So now, you, you, how, how clean can you get it before you just have to destroy yeah. it, right? Yeah. You drive it into the lake. You drive it into the, the quarry, it, you know? Yeah. Next episode, we'll see it like in the crematorium. Because <laughs> yeah. they, I mean, they, they, you know, of course, take the sheriff there, and yep. Marty is kind of the same stance as Ben and everybody else that he's burned in that uh, right. thing. And then, of course, no, or Javi's uh, like, "You guys own a crematorium." It's like, <laughs> yeah. damn, is there? You know, you've done your homework there. But yeah, um, yeah I thought that was an interesting way, uh, you know, to end there. And now, 
there's always if you don't clean up your mess very well then it makes it easier for for to find out in the repercussions that may come down the road right yep yep what do you think um so you know the other part i think we hadn't covered the end of with jonah in this episode Mm -hmm. so you know jonah is is pissed off about ben and you know he also sees with the sheriff so you know ruth offers him um you know to launder or he offers her software Mm -hmm. and then what do you think about the last scene um you know with jonah and ruth and and wyatt and the other kid who was in the pool. Oh yeah, that's uh, three. Yeah, their uh, youngest oh, brother. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the, okay. yeah, the redheaded kid. Who that yeah. Was. Okay. yeah, they call him three, which I think is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I think it's interesting that now Jonah is 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 one of this little gang, right? Yeah, he's, he's one with the locals, and you know, I think he's, he's going to go to work for them. But it's there's no way it's going to be you know squeaky clean. Yeah, or as fun you know as he thinks it's going to be. Yeah. I mean. There's no way Wendy's going to put up with him working for, you know, somebody else. I mean, he flat out told her he was washing money for Wendy, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. Because as he's receiving new computer equipment, the guys are still unloading it. And they're like, what are you going to do with this new equipment? And he's like, I'm going to wash money for, for Ruth. And it's like, you don't even know these guys delivering this stuff. But anyways, um, I, I think it's pretty funny because, you know, he's all of 14, I think. 14 yeah. years old. And Ruth's like, oh, here's a beer. And, you know, let's hang out of the pool. And they're all just hanging out. Yeah, I think that's the interesting part it's all young Mm -hmm. you know relatively 20s to 14 i mean there's gonna be cracks in that organization it's gonna be you know hitting icebergs and sinking at some point i think it was saying there was gonna be you know cracks um in the the ship that they have it's Mm -hmm. gonna it's gonna sink it's gonna sink at some point because as you were mentioning off air they're kids yeah and it's and i think you know besides jonah being upset i think you know when i see him staring at three and wyatt playing in the pool and mm-hmm. ruth ruth uh, throwing him a beer i think he he's searching to be involved mm, yeah. you know to be part of a family i think he you know, it's kind of the the daughter is involved at the casino. I mean, Jonah is also creating his own software and stuff. But I think I think that's why I love Ben so much. Is Ben made him, you know, feel like part of a family. Yeah, accepted. Yeah, yeah, accepted. And now he's like, oh my god, I'm gonna have people that's kind of my own age. You know, we can. Yeah, I can feel accepted. I feel like I belong somewhere, and I think that's where. I think that's why he makes a decision to, um, you know, to to agree to launder for for Ruth and not mm-hmm. just give the software. But I think, I mean, my question to you is, do you think Joan is going to bring it all down? I mean, there's stuff. I mean, everybody down, not not purposely, but he knows about Ben. He knows about the sheriff. He's laundering for Ruth. I mean, a 14 year old kid purposely or not i mean it it may go it may go sideways right i mean it could i think i think you know going back to the flashback in the very first you know part of the first episode 
you know, he's with a family and they're on their way out, right? If this is a, a flash forward, right? Um, he's still hesitating. You know, he's still not, you know, he realizes he's not fully, you know, part of the family because he's not. And, um, yeah, no, I felt the same way. I think that's where it's almost like he's not in the, in the van with them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's there, but I don't know that he's going to be the one to take him down. I have another crazy theory that, yeah, that the people, the person that is going to take him down is it's going to be like, you know, the Wolf of Wall Street where they actually get taken down because the Swedish guy gets busted at a Benihana or whatever yeah, yeah. with, with uh, Rugrat. I think it's going to be the guy who um, used to be the realtor that Wendy used to work with. And he uh, oh. is at the casino. I think it's probably, I'm probably jumping ahead a little bit, but in the beginning of episode two of the season, he's at, at the casino and he's like, he's down 15 grand at the table and, and Wendy's like, we're not paying you back. And he's like, oh, no, 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 I know. I've got a system. I can write a book about it. Yeah. And she's like, all right, he's done. Get out of here. And they kind of, like, cut him off. Yeah. I think he's going to do some stupid shit that yeah. just winds up getting him busted on a dumbass charge. I don't know. I but, just got a feeling. No, but it's always the uh, <laughs> old Goodfellas reference. It's always the uh, ex-realtor partner, right? Yeah. And Goodfellas... Mo Green, I think it was Mo Green or uh, no, not Mo Green. Uh, yeah, Mo Green was Godfather. Mo yeah. Green for the Godfather, um, the head of the Teamsters uh, union that they have. Um, I forget his actor's name too, but he had an old business partner, and that's where the the scene that would never ever make sense in real life, where um, Joe Pesci goes in there, mm-hmm. like cradles her, and somehow shoots her in the head but not shoot through his arm like he's like shooting a gun through his arm but into her head you know and you're like hmm and then also like he just like there's just little blood dripping inside of her no chunks of head going anywhere no no helen all in the hair and you know from the very first part of this episode but it yeah and it's 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 it was his ex real uh it was a uh his ex-partner in real estate Mm -hmm. you know i mean it's always there's always someone disgruntled uh, ex-business partner mm-hmm. or something that can bring it all down, you know. And I think that's a that's not a far-off theory. Uh, I think that's what's interesting with Ozark is it's not really meant to be like a shock, a shock me show. It's not Game no, of yeah. Thrones where you're going to – someone major is going to die off, and, you yeah. know, like Red Wedding and, you know, Ned – uh, Stark in the first ep- episode of Game of Thrones, you're like, <laughs> or the first season, you're like, wait, I thought this show was about the Starks, right? Like, yeah. and then it's just completely different. But yeah. I think um, it's not meant for shock value, but there are some interesting, you know, twists and turns that that happen. And I think, I mean, just going back to season three. You know, they walk up and Helen is just, you just see the gun mm-hmm. and then boom, bits of Helen and <laughs> Wendy's hair. Yeah. So I Omar think, comes in for that hug and you're like, damn, yeah. this guy is cold <laughs> yeah. as yeah. ice. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I think that's the reality of the cartel, or at least that's what you hear. You yeah. Know? But I think it's, um, so I think, you know, next uh, we'll, we'll wrap kind of the season one, uh, or sorry, the uh, episode one of season four here. Mm-hmm. Um any final thoughts or I mean we talked some some theories and some of the things that we think are going to happen um, 
any final thoughts on this episode and what you're looking forward to? Well, I think I'm looking most forward to is what, you know, Javi is going to do to move against his uncle. Yeah. I, I think he's an impatient person. And yeah. I think he's going to just start taking advantage of every avenue that he can find. And whether or not it works out in his favor or not, I, I think he's going to take it. But I, I think just, you know, the, the more development that Ruth is going to have with, you know, she's growing with, you know, Darlene and, 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 and Wyatt and she's, kind of got her own way of working and I don't think Darlene's going to take too well with that. I mean, yeah. my God, she killed, she killed her husband, Jacob, which yeah. I like that, that actor, you know, he oh, was in yeah. Westworld and, yeah. and I think he's fantastic, but short, short lived in this show. Yeah. But I, I'm looking forward to see how quickly it all just collapses in around them because I, I just think it is. So uh, what were your takeaways and, and thoughts on the final, uh, on the first episode? No, I think since we know that it's going to be the final season, we know that some major things are going to happen. So, you know, we can speculate and kind of see where it's going. But something's going to be all brought down, you know. And and I think, I mean, you made a good point. It It, it is going to be interesting to see how Darlene deals with with her young organization. Yeah, because, her young lover and his, and his sister. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, there's going to be cracks that show there. Mm-hmm. Um because they're kids, you know, and I think it's going to be interesting to see who ends up on top. Does it play out where Navarro is, um, you know, free to roam around and mm-hmm. Marty and Wendy are good? Um, no repercussions. I doubt it. Yep. Because that it's would never almost, that clean. No, it's never that clean. That would be, that'd be too easy. Mm-hmm. You know, to kind of like a networky, wrap everything up in a bow. Yeah, um, little little too predictable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's just what domino is going to fall. Who's going to end up, um, you know, paying the price for everything that's gone on. So, um, yeah. So I think, um, you know, hopefully everybody enjoyed our first uh, our first podcast here. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to come back next week and talk about episode two. Maybe we combine episode two and three. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. Yeah. A lot, a lot of stuff I'm sure is going to happen in the next couple episodes. Yeah. So it's, well, um, that and maybe if Mike catches up on uh, Gemstones. Oh, yeah. I've uh, only watched the very first episode. So just, uh, you know, I, it was all I could do to laugh at Danny McBride running over the two, uh, the, uh, the two, uh, uh, uh blackmailers in the parking lot yeah. you know he's just like oh, yeah. i'm not gonna help him and he just backs over him i thought that was hilarious yeah the first yeah first one uh edie uh yeah, edie patterson yeah. his sister goes over and forward and then he's like let me drive he's like, <laughs> over under <laughs> yeah. over under over under yeah. um but yeah that's um that's i mean we're gonna talk about a variety of shows oh, yeah. you know i think basically we'll pick we'll we'll go episode by episode on ozark mm-hmm. or a few at a time but we're going to sprinkle in, you know, a lot of different things happening in TV. Um, Super Bowl's coming up. I mean, we're going to have to talk about that. Super Bowl. Yeah, Joe Burrow, man. Yeah. The the greatest quarterback in the history of the world. I mean. Cool Joe. Could be the first quarterback to win the Heisman, win the national championship, yeah. and win the Super Bowl all within his first couple of years of being a starter. So I think yeah. I think it's going to be a great Super Bowl to watch. I just really hope the Rams don't run away with it at home. Yeah, I know. But they only scored three points in the last Super Bowl they were in. So. Well, that's true. But they did get, <laughs> that's why they brought in uh, Stafford yeah, over. Stafford uh, from, from yeah. the Lions, man. Yeah. But no, Mike, it's been a pleasure. I think yeah, uh, this for us is fun, so we hope you enjoy it and tune in. 
and we definitely will get better as we go through. Yeah, um, just starting out. But thanks for your support, and we'll see you next week. All right. Thanks for joining us here on uh, Can We Kick It podcast. Have a good good week ahead. Peace.